Welcome back to the Emergency Power Podcast version 22.9. Performing startup sequences, self-diagnostics, core elements online, humor module detected, tactical module detected, hybrid test question, why did the Cylon cross the road? Answer, to get hit by my shout projector. Systems online and within I am comedy and combat ready. Comedy and combat ready. Yes, yes. I love this yes. new cat. Amazing. That, yes. Well, that we was stand great. cat. <laughs> cat is bat in action. Got that gob step playing out yes. the speakers 24-7. <laughs> I got more okay with the voice now. That's that's better. <laughs> the new voice is good. I like it. Well, I Adam's like, it's a good job. Yeah. I was worried it was too monotone, but I think with that mix of dialogue, that's I that's can't great. let you do like that, Scriff. <laughs> exactly. Uh oh. Let's, yeah, let's <laughs> no, no. not go. The there. world domination module has been disabled for the time being. Yeah, I turned it off. For the time being. <laughs> I, I <laughs> muted it, really, is what I did. I didn't turn so it off. So, someone just, just needs to set it. off an EMP around Cat so that it gets restarted and uh-huh. the world domination module kicks back in. Hey, your problem. You set this AI to evil. <laughs> Don't worry. I got that little switch on the back. I've got you all listed as do not kill on the on the world domination module, so you're all safe. God, I really now I really want to do like a Starfinder one shot where like the like the players get to the very end of an unwinnable boss battle and then like I just like fine just roll a perception check and there's very clearly like an on off switch, off switch like on the side <laughs> that all they have to do is just switch it. <laughs> That's We've been playing this game for six no. hours. Why won't it die? Oh. <laughs> when so you upset. don't see the big head. glowing weakness on the enemy. You know, sometimes there's runes in a fireplace. Yeah, or the runes <laughs> on a fireplace, yeah. I just forgot about them. <laughs> it's okay. I didn't know what they were going to do. I thought it was some sort of trap. I didn't think it was like... Just gonna explode instantly. That's a Whatever. trap. Yeah, there's literally a spell work. called exploding runes. It's, yeah, <laughs> I, I should have known. I played. I played a whole character that that was like his entire thing, and I. I should have. His name is Pawns. Yeah, no. <laughs> Basically, I had a I had a character that had a lot of fun with rune and sigil spells, and at one point he handed me a piece of paper that was printed out in this creepy font that got smaller and smaller as you read down it, and it said, "By the time you're finished reading this piece of paper, it will be far too late to prevent the activation of Sepia Snake Sigil. Make a will save." Oh my god! (laughs) That's so good. Awesome. Awesome. Oh my god! I have kept that as like a souvenir of that game in my GM folder. Mm-hmm. I'll bring it up. One I day. am gonna stash that one away because that's really actually, funny. I might actually have it right here. Oh my god! <laughs> you have it still? Yes, Joey. I, I, like, I use it for my bookmark when I read. <laughs> that is one of those have things you hang on to. If we'll Richard's read that willing, in the afterburner, we'll, yes, and yeah. like a picture of it maybe out on Twitter. Absolutely, we'll share later. Okay. So before we get this thing started, just got something up top I want to take care of. So, for fun, I'm adding one more new game mechanic. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. never backfire on us. Kill Are we surprise. even playing Starfinder anymore at all? What is this new game we're creating? <laughs> so, this is called Overdrive. Simply put, if you want to do something that the mechanics of your abilities don't quite cover, you can attempt to overdrive at the cost of a resolve point. 
If you guys want to do some like awesome moves that maybe aren't rules as written, you can try to overdrive it. And Makes basically, what is viable is up to my determination. So you're always welcome to try, but I want you guys to do the badass stuff. Okay. okay. This All is right, literally yeah. just JoJo's Bizarre Adventure now. Okay. Fonz, <laughs> is gonna, yeah. Fonz is gonna try to head spin. <laughs> and do some okay. break dancing. Yeah. Um, I mean, you've got a big head, so I'm gonna allow it. All right, <laughs> perfect. I could also just levitate and then spin myself. I was gonna say, like, yeah. down. imagine yeah. like being able to levitate but not being able to to do that. Yeah. Like, dance. Okay. down, right? I would like to yep. ninja kick off of a cyber zombie onto another cyber uh -huh. zombie. Uh -huh. There we go. Okay, that's more like yeah. it. Yeah, we I'll have to it. find two <laughs> cyber zombies first, which I'm totally down for. Right, I can make some for you. They're they're out there. Oh no! I would correct. just like to get five e high. <laughs> but you can make some. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> oh, drive to get five e high. Just right. get me some bodies. We'll figure it out. Pandering oh, for popsicles. Engineer those. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what we on that note. <laughs> on the horizon lingers an old world, tired from the abuse of the galaxy. It has begun to surrender to time. The atmosphere that enwraps Akaton steadily moves towards collapse. Moment by moment, it stalks ever closer to the end. All water has vanished and wild storms cross the vast deserts, slamming into fleets of antiquated ships that will never leave their crimson grave. The people who struggle to survive on this rock are no less burdened and often no less kind. The second hand is about to step on to a rugged planet. Let's hope they can rise to the challenge in the Tomes of Emergency Power, Volume 3, Chapter 14. Yes! So what I got from that is Akaton is Mad Max World. <laughs> You're not wrong. Witness me! <laughs> Maybe we should make some culture checks to determine what we know about the political system. Find me a spray yeah, paint something can. you can do. Or you could ask the person who grew up there too if you want nah. to. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's just let Cooper tell us everything. That's way, way cooler. No, no. We landed <laughs> off some random NPC. Yeah. Hold on, oh my gosh. I don't know what's happened to the city since I've last seen it. How long since have I haven't actually received any updates. Um, I feel months. at least a year. Yeah. Has like it been? It's been only, a I mean, while. I. Yeah, maybe close to a year, but that's. It's only been a couple months since I've like started the you know story as we know it. Mm -hmm. in this campaign but yeah. we probably had some time before that as well so i was thinking yeah that's yeah, I mean, about right it's, it's, it's been a while right. yeah mm. swarkus um, gore slowly opens his eyes to find that there are not only two but that they flip to thermal vision and he looks down at the iv drip and sensors connected to his body and the overgrown Vesk sits up slowly and looks around the ship with a growl. <sighs> Seems I've missed the fight with that tiefling bastard. Well, I'm sure we're in the middle of something else. This crew is full of troublemakers. He grins and looks down at his newly forged leg. So... Why don't you let me in on what's happening? The old soldier takes everything you say this guy, in stride. This guy's really cool. Am I missing that? <laughs> He's all right. <laughs> it's like, this guy's super cool, right? You're right next to Uzi. Yeah, <laughs> all right. Nah, he's pretty good. <laughs> It'll do. 
<laughs> it's clear that he's making some sort of internal calculation, and he comes to a decision and starts standing up, ripping the cables off that are connected to him right out of the wall. Badass. And he takes his first steps, and not really sure how this foot works, the stomp just reverberates throughout the entire ship. He's never yeah, worn heels before. Nice. Yeah. This <laughs> is so metal. <laughs> People Literally. in the other room see cargo burst out of one of the cupboards with like a tablecloth in his mouth that just like dashes <laughs> towards the cargo bay. <laughs> Swarkus makes his way out of the room. This planet that you're going to, if you're going to find Pons' father or original, whatever, then I think the whole crew is going to need to be on this. I don't know the city you're going to, but if it's anything like Io or the city of Silan, you're going to need to hit hard. He shakily stomps his way to one of the lockers and wrenches it open and starts looking for something in his backpack. With these new body parts, <laughs> I'm going to need some time to get combat ready. So I think tactically, it makes sense for me to stay on the ship for now and watch over the Usoki, but I don't plan to miss the fight again. And he cracks his knuckles. So I'm going to give you, um, where is it? There's, there's things missing from my pack. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Where did you leave it last? It was well, in It doesn't track. matter. Check the cargo bay. <laughs> um, all right. <laughs> he stomps his way towards the cargo bay. Uh, what am I looking for? A uh, cargo. <laughs> he starts looking around for <laughs> cargo, like <laughs> opens little boxes, like <laughs> some. Oh, cargo, the dragon. We have adopted a draconic life form against my admonitions to the contrary. He enjoys collecting cute. objects. Ah. Just a fair warning. It's probably not going to give it to you willingly. You're going to have to trade with it. I see. So rats, <laughs> what ran across the ship? There's a young punk on board. Well, that's fine. I've brought up worse, I'm sure. Where is it? Uh, right back here, and I'll open up the uh, the secret smuggler's hatch. So Swarkus leans down and looks into the hatch, and Cargo pops up and stands up on his stubby little nubs and growls lowly. <laughs> Ah, there it is. All right, kid, I'm going to need that back. And he reaches one of his massive arms into the crawl space and starts, like, shuffling things around. And you guys hear this, like, scratching win. and clawing <laughs> items clanging around inside. My money's on cargo. I imagine that Sol and Myrani have been hanging out in, in the bed bay, and we hear this happening, exchange a look, <laughs> and go to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, probably there's just watching casually. Yeah, mm hmm Swarkus pulls his arm back out to show the item to the crew, 
and Cargo's muzzle is wrapped around the vest's forearm, and his body's like dangling from it, and you can hear this like light growl, like Arr! little feet kicking. But yeah, absolutely, Swarkus is just like ignoring it. <laughs> it's like when a kitten latches onto your arm. <laughs> exactly. Take this flare gun. If I'm on the ship, even if there's anti-air, I could probably do a flyby. Or even, well, if you need it, I could provide backup. But until I can figure out how to get these new parts working, I'll, uh, looks at the, like, dragon hanging off him, and Cargo, like, swings his legs up and starts, like, wrapping him around and, like, clawing. <laughs> I guess I can babysit. An excellent plan. <laughs> Swarkus is the most badass babysitter of all time. <laughs> I agree like that. that this is the wisest course of action. You'll be able to keep an eye on the dragon, the Ahsoki, and Myrani. So Myrani had walked up with Sol to watch what was going on and looks down. If everyone's leaving, then I don't intend to stay on this ship. That is, of course, your choice. At least take a calm unit. But he would come back well. when we return. You are welcome so, to accompany us. Fine, I'll take a comm unit and I'll probably need a weapon. I don't intend to. And they look at their hand. Use my bare hands. Actually, I have just the thing. Hey, Mark. What kind, yeah. of, uh, what kind of item is that that we discussed, that legacy bit? Ooh. Ah, yes. That legacy bit now? that we discussed. <laughs> what is yes. this? That, um, that legacy bit that we discussed. <laughs> okay, so what what was Brandon's on hand pistol? Ah, uh, yeah. So Brandon had a um, hand coil, an Explorer hand coil pistol, and attached to it was the conserving weapon fusion. Okay. Um, then Five E pulls that out of a cargo hatch on his chassis and hands it over to Myrani. Um, are we still in transit, or are we... Well, yeah, you guys now? are coming up on it rapidly. Okay, then I'll, I'll just hand, hand it to Myrani and, and say, what little time we've had to do target practice while we were in transit. This should serve you well. They look it over, look at you, give a little nod, and <laughs> they go off to get ready to get off the ship. Why is it all sticky? <laughs> it appears to be covered in blood and wine. Oh, yeah, that's a lot better than what it could have been. Yeah. Wipe it off. Five um, E also looks at Sorkus and says, "I've taken the liberty of uploading the schematics for your new limbs into the ship's central computer. You'll have plenty of time to familiarize yourself, I'm sure." Nods at you, smiles a little bit, and he's gonna head off to go start figuring these parts out. The second hand pulls out over the red desert planet of Akaton. Sandstorms swirl endlessly around the globe. If there are any last preparations to make, now is the time. Yeah, um, I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but we definitely need some sort of like air filtration stuff on our faces or masks or something. Because those storms, they just don't stop. It's honestly, it's a little gross down below on the surface. Um, yeah, we need to be, we need to be heading to, uh, the city called Nawai, but it's gonna mostly be the upper part of the city. We don't, we don't want to be down below if possible. What is wrong with being below? Well, there's not a lot just on the surface itself other than the storms, 
but um, yeah, it, it can get a little bit more chaotic and I, I, I don't know, I haven't been really that far down. You'll, you'll see what I mean when I get there, but yeah, I just haven't heard any good things about the lower parts of the city. And one thing you guys do know, because Vin had discussed it, is that the cities are basically on lockdown because there's civil unrest on the planet. And because the rich people live up top, they have anti-air defenses, they have a lot of things engaged to stop assaults on the upper levels. So going directly to them might be difficult. Yeah, we, we definitely need some sort of surface protection then if we plan on uh, arriving on the sand belt. Will our armor's environmental controls not be enough? I think that our armor should suffice just fine. Uh, okay, yeah, I haven't been back here since, uh, you know, getting the new getting the new stuff, so let's give it a try. Granted, I've never been to Akaton in this universe, but I mean, first time for everything, right? <laughs> oh, I'm sure it'll be similar. Before we land, as, as we're still making our way to the planet, uh, I think Scriff will call out to Koto, say, Koto, are you uh, ready for our first band practice? Koto kind of perks <laughs> up at that. I'd be so honored. Wait, we are talking about actual band practice, right? You said you wanted to learn some more, <laughs> some more songs. She does like perk up at the chance to learn new music and then says, yeah, I, I can't wait. What, what is it that you play? Do, are you just a singer? Do you have any other instruments on board? Um, singer mostly. So you play the pipes. I love it. Now I just have this image of, I'm assuming 5e being the pilot, just trying to fly through these storms while in the background. Take <laughs> these silver pieces. <laughs> I know more than one song, Adam. All night. <laughs> well, All you guys have talked about wanting to learn that one, so. I already taught her that one. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. We're starting a band, okay? All right, you guys initiate a the band scripts. practice. As you start pulling towards Akaton, and as you start pulling towards Akaton, I'm going to need a piloting check. And whoever does that, you're going to get a plus two from Swarkus Gore assisting. Excellent. Um, that is a grand total of 36 with his assistance. We're going to get Cat just... to play like uh, the MIDI keyboard out of their speakers. <laughs> Sounds amazing. Dovestep back the strong bad piano head. Anytime Swarkus <laughs> does anything from now on, I'm just gonna imagine him holding baby cargo in one arm and just like, there, there. <laughs> oh <my gosh>. yeah. <laughs> we come back, where did you get a bonnet and diaper for the dragon? <laughs> oh God. You think Skiff is the only one can make things. <laughs> <laughs> we just find Swarkus knitting. Swarkus knitting is everything I wanted. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> Get a Vesk that can do both. Mm -hmm. <laughs> As you enter the atmosphere and dive into this hurricane wind, the ship is jostled about, thrown to and fro. Fortunately, both of you at the controls are able to keep this thing rather steady despite all of this. The ship Feels is flying in sideways and you guys are managing to compensate for it, bringing you guys down towards landing. Swarkus looks over to you, 5e, and says, If we set this thing down, it might just get blown over. It might be wise to drop onto the sand. I concur. I will reroute our course accordingly. Oh, I've got something for this. All right, everyone into the drop pod. The what now? 
drop up. Everyone turns yeah, around and looks around corners like, what? Just Scriff points back behind him and there's like this big, in the, in the, uh, in the cargo bay, there's this big pod that looks like it could seat about the whole crew. And he's like, yeah, th- I, you know, it seemed dangerous. I didn't want to leave the ship parked somewhere in town where it could get uh, attacked. So we'll just go in this. It'll drop us down. It can enter atmosphere and then Swarkus can park somewhere safe. Excellent foresight and craftsmanship. How did cool, none yeah. of us notice that? It's <laughs> like really fast at making stuff now. You will find the script dovetail is full of surprises. So it seems. I think what Kota will do as she enters into the little drop pod is she'll pull her wings in and kind of wrap them around her body like gargoyle style. Uh, and that way, so they're not just like flying Hell about yeah. in this like, nice. closed into. In, they're not opening space. up and smacking people in the <laughs> yeah, face. Just, like, oh, sorry about like, that. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> Those things are lovely. Put them away. I'll float up in a corner. This pond kind of goes up in like a balloon, kind of gets stuck in the corner. <laughs> I just like a picture that like like when they when you first see Batman and Batman versus Superman, he's just awkwardly like hanging in that corner. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah exactly. He's like, all right, I'm up here now. Hello there. <laughs> Swarkus looks over at you, Scriff, and he gives a little smile. He goes, "You and I think more alike than I thought," and he walks off. <laughs> I guess Swarkus is also a fan of drop pods. Your friend is pretty cool, Scriff. I mean, we we did see Swarka's <laughs> jump off of like a five-story building to to that go sounds... fight some Cylan. Mm. Yeah. Yep. That sounds amazing. Almost <laughs> as good as, as Omega Chief. Uh, <laughs> wasn't that great? I I do He's not just... know. I think jumping off cool things and fighting everybody sounds pretty cool. Scriff is still pissy that Swarka's got a good punch off. I'm not. I'm not pissy. <laughs> I said that quietly. I imagine this is all taking place while you guys are like getting in the drop pond yeah, and like yeah. latching in. Like, I am not pissy. Going, I'm not pissy. <laughs> oh. The door to the drop pond closes behind you and you hear over the radio, all right, I'll bring us in close enough. And then it's all you. So you feel the ship moving as it drops towards the atmosphere. This is going to be unpleasant, is it not? Well, once once the drop pod reaches terminal velocity, it will uh, descend to the planet until it reaches a height of about 60 meters. All right, we're here we, now. Presses the buttons <laughs> will engage. Uh, <laughs> good luck. Is the last thing you hear as you guys plummet down into the upper atmosphere of Akaton. And Richard, go ahead and give me a piloting check. Okay, uh, 5e gets a 36 to pilot Damn. the. Um, yeah, <laughs> to, to pilot the pod down. An awesome, awesome roll for something that probably wasn't that big of a deal. <laughs> okay, if it helps me keep my lunch. Ten, you're good. If it helps me keep my lunch down, it's worth it. But as you pass through the upper atmosphere, this thing's shaking like crazy. And then it swings down into this open, vast area before the cloud layer, and it's silent. And then the second you hit the clouds and pass through it, these gale force winds begin to whip this thing around. And this is where your piloting check matters. 
because even though it is targeted towards the outside of this city, even the autocorrection is having trouble, so it's going to manual mode for you, and you pilot this thing and keep it as on course as basically as possible. So you swing this thing down, and there's several moments of this shaking and, jitt and jittering, and boom! You guys impact on the ground, and there's this sound as the inside decompresses, and as that sound falls away, you hear the sand beating against the outside of the drop pod. And you are on Akaton. Well, that was Welcome terrible. Welcome to my beautiful planet. I can see yeah. ending. Successful touchdown. Bonds, mm. lead the way. Uh, do I have a general uh, idea of where the city is? Yeah, you guys... You guys landed basically on the outskirts of the city, far enough away that you weren't going to get shot down. And it's roughly east from here. You're trying to go for the center of the city, which is where mm -hmm. you know Narian's lab to be. Yeah, so we're looking for the tallest towers in this city. Um, I guess we're just walking through the storm, so let's go this way. Yeah, can we even see well, the just city kind of through the storm? Go straight into the storm. <laughs> yeah, make sure to put on your armor yeah. real quick, everybody. Oh, you have, you have gone already. <laughs> turn on my armor seals, environmental protections. Yeah, everyone hits their environmental protection. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll do a life bubble, sealed. actually. <laughs> You're going to do life bubble? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do life bubble. <laughs> I feel I like Ivy looks at all of us as we like put on our like environmental <laughs> seals, and he has like little like pathetic... It's just a different set of needs as, as like this, the shell on his chassis just like seals up and just <laughs> <laughs> keeps keeps the sand out of the joints. Yeah, can't, you know? can't yeah. have sand in the joints. Yeah. Right, pawns, but you're casting life bubble on everyone. everyone. Is that yeah. how that works? Souls like checking all their armor and like <laughs> adjusting <laughs> everything thing. and like, all right, this is going to be miserable. Anyway, so yeah, life bubble. I can just do that for everyone. What now? Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. Kind of poke, go over and just poke everyone. Poke. So I have to touch them. There you go. Well, that was you easy. Poke my Ronnie on the shoulder, and then just like they look down at where you poke them, just, and then I look up kinda, at you. Yeah, and I just kind of fade back into the, the storm. <laughs> like, nope. It's so creepy. Emerge <laughs> from like the storm. <laughs> I imagine the shadows. Pawns doing their own sound effects too. Yeah, <laughs> it's coming through the boombox. Yeah. Oh I'll just like play like some some beeping noises to beacon okay. where I'm going as we lead lead forwards. <laughs> ah, Pons, I do not want to stand out too much. It seems to be an issue in some places. Can I ask what are the main species of your planet? Yeah, well, I mean, there's obviously some contemplatives. Uh, we do have Yusoki. I kind of look for Scriff wherever he went. Yeah, I was. I was born here. We didn't yeah. live here very long, though. My uh, my father found a better job in Avalon. Yeah, there's some Akeshti, which are like lizard folk. Um, yeah, I mean, you might fit in just fine. Otherwise, you can try to look like Scriffery. That would be fun. I think that might be for the best. I have been around many Yusoki this past week. I would like to give it a try. And I'm going to... Um, 
I'm not going to do it. Power's going to. Um, <laughs> suddenly, I change. Pan, wow. Um, take on the. Oh my god, look at <laughs> Everybody, look at Pan. Method acting. That was How's it going? I'm a, I'm a mouse man now. It's great. <laughs> oh man, sure wish that our audience could see this. This is incredible. <laughs> I'm just going to change back. It's, it's uncomfortable. Ah, there we yeah. go. All right. Oh god, the transformation Let's back just not do it so much. It's yeah. kind of horrifying, I'll be honest. How you get used to it? Like the Animorphs book covers. Yes. Oh, God, no. Don't <laughs> edit out all that bone crackling a, sound, guys. Please, you left a finger uh, on your nose. My and edit out the sound of me vomiting from it, because I yeah. think that goes well. I got you. I got you. Thanks, buddy. Oh, the the blood curdling scream I gave out. Could you that peaked a bit? Could you cut? I'll that? just add in some like some beautiful bird sounds. Yeah, a little a little magical Ooh, like transform transformation yeah, yeah. type sounds. Perfect. <laughs> That'll play real well. Real yeah. well. Good stuff. Also, right. power does that. So <laughs> that happens too. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Give me a disguise check. Yeah, I'm, I want to become just like a. Well, let's, let's roll first. See what happens. Isn't Para's disguise like stupid? It's disgusting. Like, crazy good. It's supposed to be, but I only got a twenty-two. <laughs> only. What'd you roll? Uh, eleven. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I will, no, I will that sounds about this. right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Can you right. imagine Para also taking disguise self as a spell? <laughs> just, <laughs> just, <laughs> it seems unnecessary. Just a, just a double down. My rolls aren't exactly. great, so I should be on the double side. Yeah. Right. All right. So you shift and shrink down and the inner skeleton compacts with you and you come out looking like a fairly good facsimile of Scriff, including the, the greasy quaff. You're li <laughs> a little even more greasy. Just a touch. Excellent. I've gone slightly more emo than two. I'm basically emo Peter Parker from Parkland 2. Yes! <laughs> oh my god, yes. That's my thing. <laughs> I'm just gonna like turn around and Paro's doing that dance. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so you guys prep yourself, get life bubble, Para changes up, and you guys move out into the desert sand. And as you do, go ahead and give me an athletics check as you attempt to maintain your footing in the sands and the wind. Oh, thank goodness I took a point into that. 24. Scruff got 21. a 21. 18. With a natural 20. Nice. <laughs> 18. Uh-oh. It's a 13. All right. So you all step out, and immediately what's going to happen is the sand slows you down, regardless of how the roll just went. But you guys are beginning your march through these howling winds, and Koto, your wings burst forth and they start trying to pull you over and you fall face first into the sand. Oh no, it's like having an open umbrella. Yeah, no. yeah exactly. Oh no. <laughs> They're pushing me back, but I somehow fall face forward. Ow. <laughs> they pulled you over and just like, you do, you do like a three quarter backflip, just shoot back. Yeah, like it pulls your, your legs out from underneath you. That's uh, what it is. So we'll stop and offer a hand to help her up. Yes, she gratefully accepts it. Thank you. Not quite used to walking around in these conditions. It's a bit of an adjustment. As you guys talk to each other, 
it's almost impossible to hear anyone directly, so you guys have to use comms to communicate with this short burst radio. I think Adam watched Dune recently. <laughs> or we use telepathy. Mm-hmm. Um, I will just keep a like mind out for any other creatures, Adam, or if the group gets too far away, uh, nice. just keep my sense thought up and see okay. if anything else is approaching. Yeah. I don't know exactly how far away we are, but I just don't want to get ambushed since we can't see anything. That's fair. God. Oh, God. This is perfect ambush conditions, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> Not when you have a giant on, brain. I was planning so, on watching Pitch Black later. <laughs> <laughs> you guys start trudging towards the city in these horrible conditions, sand pelting the outside of your life bubbles. As you get closer to the city, through the heavy haze of constant sand, rises a city defiant against the storm. Towers huddle together in a downtown area as if supporting one another, while neon beams of light protrude from the weathered peaks of a city that still functions despite everything. And as you approach the outlying buildings, the state of things becomes clear. Sand cakes the walls and foundations of everything. Small corner stores find themselves entombed by years of grainfall, while rust dominates the worn metals of stoplights, comm booths, and anything else it can find. The nearby streets lay empty as a slow apocalypse sweeps the city. And everyone, go ahead, give me perception checks. Love these. Okie dokie. Griff got a 19. Yay. 33. 23. 22. Uh, 21. You pass by and over what used to be a camp from people living outside shelter, but they're only remnants now. Electric cables string through the air, constantly jostled by the winds. Concrete buildings provide the only cover from the stinging sands. As you march down the sand-covered streets, ponds in particular, you hear a rising commotion that pierces the blistering winds. It sounds like voices yelling fear, the sounds of gunfire. It comes from inside one of the one of these disrepaired buildings about 70 feet to your right. Uh, We have some sort of commotion happening from a building. It sounds like gunfire. Can anyone else pick up on that? And I kind of gesture in the direction and then realize I don't know if anyone can can see me well enough. Anyone over a 20 would have also heard this. Okay. Okay. I also hear that too, Pawns. Same. You want to check it out? Let's do it. Suddenly, one of the few remaining windows on the second-story apartment shatters outwards as a body plummets to the sands below. Catch them! Can I try yeah, to I, catch I, it? I, I'm going to use my jet boost and dash forward, I guess. Ooh, nice. If Griff says, if Griff says catch him, I'll catch him. Okay. <laughs> I draw my sword. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, at Griff's command, uh, power bends down, still as a Yusoki, and dashes forward. <laughs> Nice. (laughs) Amazing. Okay, go ahead. Give me an athletics check. 16. 16. A small, black-bearded woman falls from the sky and Para dashes under. 
and essentially what happens is you go to catch and they collide into you and you both hit the ground. Super ouch. She sits up and looks at you and she has these eyes of terror and she is bleeding profusely. And as she goes to say something, there's this flash of movement from the window and from the sands behind as these creatures erupt out and latch on to the dwarf who is on top of you. Wide and thin, these nightmare beasts are wrapping around their victim's face and torso while these four syringe-like tails dig into her flesh. What the heck are those? Whoa. I would like to stab it, please. Are we, are, can, we, can we stop them? <laughs> we're not just watching this happen, yeah, right? Yeah, we're trying to, ah. we're trying to react to that, too. I, I think that's a roll for initiative cue. Yeah. Roll yeah. for initiative! Holy yes. Oh, it's been right. so long. It's been yes. so long, guys. Let's do it. I'm gonna move everything to the appropriate place. One moment. Oh, yes, uh, give me a new map. Give oh, it. Oh yeah, you're gonna get one. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I'm excited. Yeah, it's gonna be a shit for the rest of the season. I'm excited. Oh, that was. Uh, that's okay. Uh, that's okay. That is all the more reason for me to do what I'm gonna do. Whoa! I rolled well. Is that a power cable behind us? So those are some of those right over here. Yeah. The electricity cables that I described going overhead that blow in the wind, that's what's up. Oh. It's not oh, running across yeah. the ground that is suspended in the yeah, air. Yeah, I can see that. Koto has the un... <laughs> Koto has an unnerving uh, urge to go perch on them. <laughs> okay, you guys ready know. to get this started? Oh yeah. Oh, I've Thank been you. ready, chief. <laughs> is that just a dead body underneath that car? <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Where'd you kill the bodies? happened there? Akaton, <laughs> baby, you tell us what's happening right? here. This is your planet. We're yeah. like getting attacked by a little it's creature. It's your messed up world. Don't know these are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can imagine like this happened, like the scene unfolds and Pawns just like kind of exhales. <laughs> ah, good to be home. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yikes. Just like it's, I remember it. Not how Pawns <laughs> 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 What the heck are those? <laughs> All right, let's do this. Para. In the sands next to you, where blood has been splashed, you see these mounds move up and into position under the discarded liquid. And you see essentially a small uh -oh. swarm of these things oh, no. crawl up oh, and onto the no. blood on the sand. Oh no, oh no. <laughs> 50 cent blood on the sand, yes. <laughs> what is everyone's initiatives? 20, uh, no, 18 for Ponce. <laughs> 17 for 5e. Koto got a 14. A very impressive 11. Uh, Paul's got a 14, but I'm going to use it. Actually, I'll do it. Scriff got a 9, but I'm going to use one of my new abilities. <gasps> Come again. That's right. Uh, so as the combat starts, this the seal that is embedded into Scriff of Parallaxis begins to glow as Scriff activates its power, and I want to transfer my initiative points to Para. Wait, what? Mm. One oh. of the abilities that I can do with this Weird. in combat is I can give up my own initiative one for one to boost someone else's initiative. Oh, neat. Mm. Holy so crap. I'm going to go last with a one, and Para gets a plus eight. 
Wow. That is, that is ducking foot. Very cool. <laughs> All right, and Jeff, go ahead and roll a d20 for me. I will roll a d20. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I got a 12. All right, so you transfer your initiative points to Para to give them eight more. That is ridiculous. And because of your roll, you still have another chance to use this ability in the future. Yes. Mm. So the way it works, uh, this is all like Adam and I working it out because you know Parallaxis isn't an actual deity in the Starfinder lore. So we've had to work out these abilities in-house. And every time I use it, it only has one use per day, but there's a chance that gets harder and harder to get another use per day. So I have to roll over a certain amount in order to get, and then the next time it's going to be even harder. That's cool. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, so uh, my initiative is one now. Which means, Para, you're up first. Great. Um, I mean, that's great. Is this, um, this dwarf is like, she's entangled. I can't get away from these things. They are literally latched onto her. Damn it. Okay. I'm just going to... Um, Screw you. I'm going to dash back to the guys um, to get safety. Okay. You throw the dwarf off and just dash your way straight back to the group like, nope, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. I feel I feel bad for the body, but I'm like, ah, it is you or me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. So you dash away, and as you do, you notice these mounds in the sand come up to the blood that has been sprayed from this dwarf. And then more of these creatures, a small swarm, gathers on it. And then your movement attracts them. Oh no. Oh no. It's like tremors. <laughs> oh my god, this is awesome. Nice. These things play by swarm rules. Oh no. Which means attacks against God. single targets do not work, but okay. attacks against AoE have extra damage effect. But they also don't have to roll to hit you. If they get under you, you just start taking damage. Ugh. Ooh, I hate it. Okay. Mm -hmm. So they Who move has AoE? Not uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Do you? Do you? Oh, let me at him, boss. Let me at him, oh, boss. Man. <laughs> okay, so they swarm all the way up to where Para and NR5E are, and they start crawling over you and latching onto you and digging into your flesh or metal or... You guys are the weirdest things to dig into they've ever met. Yeah, I'll say so. as a, as a, as a <laughs> yeah, well, I changed back into Para. There's no point trying to fight these things. They don't care if I'm your Shoki or not. I'm just going to fight them as I am. <laughs> Fair enough. And because you two are not fleshy things, they do eight piercing damage to the two of you. Ow! <laughs> Dang! Who's done that? And that is that. Pawns! Both 5e and Tapara, right? To both, yes. Alright. Uh, Pawns is going to ascend 15 feet, and that should mostly negate them being able to touch me. But then I'm going to use slow on all three of them. Right yes! Here. Mm. Nice. Ah, Amazing! <laughs> Go ahead. So then in slow motion, they're just clawing into NR5E and Para. You just see the teeth. <laughs> Give me a will save, please, for all of them. Absolutely. Will of these creatures. Very powerful, very strong. 
That's a nat 20. And that's one this, save for all all of the swarm? For that group, yeah. It acts together. Gotcha. Alright, either way, I'm out of harm's way. That's good with me. <laughs> Alright, and that'll be my turn. And because because you had had your senses out around you this entire time, Pons, you notice something coming through the sand near you to the south. Oh no, there's oh, more of them. No! Uh, <laughs> uh, we might want to just run. <laughs> just go let the group know that. Yeah. <laughs> NR5E, you are up. Uh, okay, so do swarms provoke attacks of opportunity if they move out of your threatened area? They provoke, they get attacks, but they right? don't get to attack you. They, I, I don't believe. think they have a regular attack. They're just like, yeah, they're a damage but, over time. Like, right. I'm as, asking as they move if away, I get an attack if they move. Oh, I'm pretty sure right. you can, but... So the reason I'm asking is that if that works on them, then 5e would just stand there and try to tie them up to keep them from getting the rest of the group. Sure. It uh, Swarm defenses, as the ability does say, immune to attacks and effects that target a single creature. Okay. Then, yeah, that probably would not work. Well, yeah. I've, got, I've got one um, group attack thing. I, I have it. one group attack I as have, well. I have Same. one, and it's going to take me three rounds to get to it. Then 5e's response is going to say, retreat! And he is going to move away to here. Okay, so you move down south, kind of more near my Ronnie. Correct. Okay. So the things that you felt pawns emerge from the oh sand. Oh my gosh, there's three more of them. <laughs> oh, it's man. another swarm. This is fine. Oh, oh no. Not fine. It's very, very far from fine. Yeah, we have we have several members that can fly now. I wonder. Bye. Wonder if they could chase after us. Yeah. <laughs> Later. <laughs> no, we need to get you so, guys to safety, and then we'll, we could just nuke them from above. We'll remember you fondly. <laughs> so these things come out of the sand, and you see them leap as they usually do, but then they open what looks like small wings, and they glide over. Oh, oh no. Yes! They oh, can no. fly to Scrape and Pawns. They couldn't oh, glide God. until Cooper said right. he was going to fly away. Nope. This is <laughs> something I put in beforehand. <laughs> I know that they oh. glide. Yank in your chain. They, they hit 15 the feet high. Oh, man. <laughs> like a skimboard. <laughs> <laughs> Surfing off those waves. Nice. So I do have I do have plenty of area of attack options, but at this point it would hit all of us too. So it's really weird. What? How same. big is your AOE? Yeah, same. Uh, okay. Twenty foot radius. Oh my god. These things latch onto you for a second, pawns, and pull out some of your life, and then fall right on top <laughs> of Scriff. At least now they're down below me. So. Since you guys are both organic, more so than the last two that they attacked, you guys get the special feature that happens with these things. Because like they it. are pulling blood straight out of you as they grab on, you take half of this from health and half of it from stamina. Oh my oh god. No. That's actually good for me. F that. <laughs> and that is eight damage. So I take four from health. Yep, and four from stamina. <laughs> this is wild. Oh my god. This is stupid. <laughs> I don't like it at all. <laughs> I'm okay with this. I can heal health. I can't heal stamina. 
Myrani pulls out piercing? the gun, piercing. Myrani pulls out his gun and starts shooting into the sand ineffectively, trying to get oh, these things no. off of Scriff. Oh, Myrani, no. <laughs> we just got Myrani back. Literally nothing. Oh my God. Koto, you are up. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. So now, as each of these. Each of these tokens, is that a, a, a different swarm, or is it just two separate swarms? There's two separate swarms. They just oh take up three God. different squares. Right. All right, so if I did this... Oh, God, that would still get para. Why don't you put it... No, I'm, yeah, I'm fine. I, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 just burst them. If I did that... Okay, or para, are you sure? Because this is a ton of damage. Yeah, okay, go for it. Just avoid points. Nah, it's okay. A ton of damage. I want you to be aware of that. You could delay until Para goes. Why can't you just shift it down one more square? That should keep. Ah, because then it won't get the other one. It won't get the this one. Wait, you can get one left one. It won't get this one here. That's the thing. He 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 has to have it that close. Oh yeah, it won't get this one if I move it down one. He can't miss both Para and Bonds. Uh, you, could, you could hold until Para goes, and Para can move out of that square. Yeah, just shout to Para, and then uh, ready in action. Well, first of all, before I do anything else, Kota would like to try and roll a life science to try to identify these creatures. Go for it. All right, let's do life science. Let's go. I got an 18. 18. Yeah. Okay, at least in your universe, these things are called sand rays. They are native to this planet, and generally speaking, they have been pretty docile. All they try to do is find water because there's very little left on the planet. So oftentimes you'll find them hanging out on the side of refrigerator units and things of that nature. But these things are either very desperate or have become vicious for some reason. Did you say they're black? They're like no, dark they're, colored? They're red. Oh. Like they blend into yes. the sand. But okay. with an 18, you do know they have some mild active camouflage, so they can shift colors a bit. Okay. But no other, like, defenses or weaknesses or anything like that? Aside from swarm, of course. Yeah. They're swarm, okay. and they have the swarm uh, aspects. Okay, so Koto then reaches in. As, of, uh, as she runs forward, she reaches into her pocket and then pulls out her personal comm unit and says, Para, get back. And then she'll begin casting a spell. Understood. And that's my turn. I'll hold until Para goes for the rest of my action. Okay. Then Sol, you're up. So Sol grabs the sword out of their moat and immediately goes to stab one and very quickly realizes, oh, that's not going to work. You're one of those. They are going to uh, attune to one level of photon and they're going to defy gravity and float their way just to the other side of Scriff, excuse me, pardon me, excuse me, and hover up as long as they can. They're gonna have to touch ground between each turns, but try and stay up and just say, in two turns, get away from me. <laughs> uh, that was a little meta. <laughs> <laughs> Evil Myrani rules lawyer. All right, you then. Met, you have met them, correct? Count to 12 and get away from me. Acknowledged. All right. The sand rays that are on top of the dwarf's body continue to do their thing, but <laughs> looking over, you can tell that the body is basically drained and looks 
frail as a skeleton. Oh, no. So it seems they're about done. Oh, God. No, it's like three. Cell when he absorbs people with his tail. And Scriff! Uh, <laughs> do not want. You're up. That's what Shulkus gave me. Vegeta vibes. <laughs> yes. That's the Prince that's of all Vesk. That's why he's cool. Corrupt. Now I get it. You need to get him a scouter. Yeah, flash <laughs> up to the second hand where he's standing in front of the mirror and has hair now. And it just goes up spikes. <laughs> oh my god. Blonde hair. Uh, Scriff is also going to hold action until after Para moves. Ooh. Okay. It looks like it's all on Para to get out of the way so everyone else can do things. <laughs> yep. It is your turn. Bang. Okay. Um, Para looking around, seeing that these things are everywhere, um, is going to use uh, Overheat. Yeah. Um, Ooh. Cool. And then, yeah, then get out of the way. It doesn't take, you can move into it. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Uh, you collect the heat generated by nearby bodies and devices and vent it outwards. Uh, in a thermal wave, dealing 2d8 fire damage to creatures and objects in the area. Now, just as in the area, it's a cone. Uh, it's a cone. It's a 15 yeah. foot cone in front of you, cool. or wherever you put it. Then I'll just slap up these guys in front of me here. Lovely, lovely. So that's lovely. gonna get this swarm in front of me, um, and it's a DC 15 reflex save. Okay. The way I see this working is you stick your hand out and the goop pulls back a little bit, and this little flamethrower nuzzle comes out. <laughs> and just woof. Yeah, awesome. like the first thing is that they draw in like a lot of stuff. It's it's almost like um, there's particles in the air, and then out of the frame for a fully charged, thanks to this um, the sensor, and just blast them with it. Great thing about that too is any energy effect is going to do time and a half damage. You are nice. correct. Oh, it does a uh, sixteen sir. save? It does, <laughs> but you should take half. Okay. Go ahead, give me the damage, and you'll get a little bit of bonus on top of it. Okay, that is 10 fire damage. Nice! nice. All right, is that yeah. halved already, or is that the total? Oh, no, you're right, it's five. Okay, so five total, and then you get three on top of that. So you pull up your flamethrower and sweep it over these things, and you see they get pretty crispy. But they're still moving, they're still trying to get you, but they they look almost delicious at this point, so they're almost ready, clearly. Mm -hmm. Oh. <laughs> Looks like Sanray's back on the menu, boys. Ah, <laughs> oh, you've got it for me. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but no, they feel, they feel that they, um, the goop reforms their hand. Uh, they look at the other and go, all yours, and then they get the hell out of there. <laughs> Good call. Okay. Uh, so you see as Kocha began casting her spell, you see her hands begin glowing with that same rainbow energy that she was trying to conjure back when she first met the second hand. Um, it now begins uh, filling this personal comm unit, which begins vibrating and shaking insanely. She then goes to lob it and throws it with all of her might uh, about f almost 40 feet away. So she's going to make a thrown attack roll. Okay, go ahead. She gets a 16. Yeah. Despite the heavy winds, that thing goes exactly where you want it. All right, so as right. soon as it lands, her spell of Verdant Code activates, and she pulled in energy from the jungle uh, vine universe, which then explodes in a 20-foot radius, covering that entire, entire area with vines, dealing 5d6 damage to Ooh. all targets in that area. Holy crap! You do get a reflex save. But okay. 5d6 otherwise. 
And that is gonna hit oh both God. of those groups, isn't it? It is indeed. Oh no. Okay, so that's a 14 and an 18. All right, so the second one saves. Uh, so we're gonna do normal damage. Uh, it's a grand total of 19 uh, slashing damage to both. Oh. So oh my God. whatever Beautiful. the, um, whatever, nice. it, so half of that, I guess, would be uh, nine. So for the, for one of them. Okay. You throw this lob of energy and pull vines in from the terrible, horrible forest dimension. <laughs> and these vines whip out and grab onto literally every one of these sand rays and pulls them in and crunches them together as it teleports back to the other dimension. And both of those swarms are gone. Oh, yes! Wow. Well done, man. Good, good roll. Wow. Good move. And since that was like my second action from my first turn, that's the end of my turn. Okay. You guys are slightly more out of danger now. There are still swarms about. Scriff! I have to change my tactics because you killed things. <laughs> killed uh, all so things. <laughs> you killed I'm all so things. I'm so happy about that. Oh, gosh. Okay, swarms so Scriff awful. is going to run 25 feet towards... <laughs> hey, come with me, power armor. Don't forget big Scriff. <laughs> I can't move it. Uh, I can't move it either. Oh, dear. What did you do, Adam? What? All I did was drag you to the map. Literally, that's it. Oh, my God. Hold on. I'm deleting that. I'm deleting you. Goodbye, Scriff. No! They've been, they've been snapped. Was Scriff ever really real? Was he just a figment right. of our I imagination? I don't feel so good. Don't like my swamps. Deleted. Nobody <laughs> press anything that Unhappy might with break the map this. palette. Also deleted. The big wow. X for Scriff uh, getting just moved in <laughs> super fast motion. Just drinking. I know. It's weird. It's like, I'm just, I'm sitting here normally. The camera's like four seconds behind. So Scriff is going to run 25 feet to the east towards those remaining uh, sand rays that are eating the dwarf. And it's safe to assume that dwarf is gone, right? Like anyone yeah. can tell that. It's a skeleton at this point. All right, I, I feel a little bad about doing this, but not too bad that I'm not gonna do it. Uh, Scriff is going to overcharge. He touches the uh, dubstep gun on Cat's shoulder mount and says, Cat, fire. And Cat is going to lob a wave of gobstep music at these sand rays. Time to drop the beat. Which is an explode AOE. So we're gonna get the bonus, or we're, we're not gonna take the, the single target immunities here. Uh, that's a 21 to hit the square. That'll do it. That was a, oh, it was a natural 20. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. Get him. As I said, time to drop the beat. That <laughs> 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 is fired up. Uh, but not, not a confirm, I don't think. That's a six, depending on what the penalty is uh, <laughs> on the, the square. No, six, not going to do it. Okay. Uh, so let's get some bonus damage. This is overcharge oh, critical. Yeah. Uh, it's not a great damage weapon just because it's, you know, cats operating it and they can only use certain things, but still 12 sonic damage. Nice. Woo. Respectable. To the, the swarm <laughs> in its uh, explode 10 feet radius. Okay. You fire cat. 
it flies over and hits right where the dwarf is, and you see the swarm of these sand rays shoot apart in all directions, smash into a building, into a parked car. That swarm is gone. Oh, oh that's yeah. nice. nice. But we're still in initiative. Why is this? It should have ended by now. No. <laughs> yes, yes, it should I was have. ready for my flawless victory. There's more no. terrible things coming, isn't there? Pawns! It's your turn. Are there giant armadillos somewhere? <laughs> you just see one rolling giant around armadillos. off in the distance. Yeah. <laughs> it's, what I, it's what I voted for there to be a creature of a giant armadillo here. Oh. Uh, <laughs> huh. Okay. Can I sense anything? Where you are, you sense nothing. Which direction? We're going east, right? Yeah. I'm going to go north. But I sense anything up here. You move around and sweep your mind out, and you feel nothing in the sands about. All right, well, I think it's safe. The dwarf lady jumped out of the window in the building to the northeast, so I'm guessing that there's something else there that is a problem. Good point. Hmm. It's dwarf lady. She's and back. Five e, like over in this area. Up. Oh, God. If dwarf lady gets back um. up and starts attacking us, I would be so mad. <laughs> <laughs> I have skin and bones. Ooh. <laughs> 5e looks at Marani and, and says, move close to Koto. There may be more out there. He looks around at the sand, not really sure what to do in this situation, and gives you a curt nod. And 5e repositions himself closer to Koto. And in turn, yeah. Okay. I'm useless. Dun dun. Dun dun. Oh, dun, God. Dun 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 dun. Sand jaws. Unsubscribe. Oh, oh no. no! No! Right! Oh my God! Okay. These mounds oh, no. move under my Ronnie and jump no. out and latch on to them. I got this. I got this. Would want to take an attack for him? Yeah, he's gonna take automatic damage as they latch on to him. And sorry, I keep rolling the same thing literally every time. That is eight piercing damage to my Ronnie. Ah. Oh no. Ugh. He swats at them and home? smacks them and tries to get away. And he retreats back as far as he can, trudging through the sand to get away from them. And as he does, he's just firing rapidly into the ground. It's just hitting sand and little puffs are flying into the air. Soul, it's your turn. All right, I'm going to further attune and good to say, save your resources and I'm going to defy gravity and just just gonna walk right up here and um, oh, wait. You're just gonna walk up to them and like stare them down menacingly. I'm, eyes are fire and they're you're starting to see like a little bit of heat ripple around them and just a reminder, don't come close to me right now. And that's my turn. Would like me when I'm angry. They certainly won't. <laughs> okay, Para, you are up. Um, I think Paul's like looking good for these guys. Can't get close to Soul. <laughs> Can't do much else. Uh, I'm gonna hold my turn till after uh, Scriff. Okay. Since you came up first, go ahead, give me a perception roll. Big ol' 19. 19? Okay. Alright, so because Scriff put it in your mind, you look over towards where that dwarf lady was, and near that area, you see a mound moving towards Scriff. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. Oh, dear. Oh, no. All right. Um, 
<laughs> oh no. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna call it Scriff. Scriff, I think there are more on the way. Roger that. And, um. Preparing for another volley. Oh no! Don't enjoy it too much, Scriff. I found the heaviest metal I can. This is my favorite song. Now, do we feel like this is going to be one of those things where it is going to continue until we, like, exit the map? Just asking. Yeah, I don't know. Just asking. Who knows? We can try I mean, to... I, I think that, we should move. Check, does it seem to be, like, a way out of this? Is it, yeah. we, do it seem to be, like, in a... Um, like a hostile area that someone can run to? We're like just entering the city, so I'm not yeah, sure if they're could... just on the outskirts here. Then maybe I we think need we to should check more. out this there... building. Did, so Koto, did Koto, you didn't shout out about what you knew about them from your life science check, did you? Because I did not. Because know, it would be very helpful to like throw a bottle of water down and see what happens. <laughs> but I don't know that. <laughs> a bottle of water. Yeah, if they're 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 attracted they're, to water. Yeah, they're like they're like drying up. They oh. need water. Yeah, so yeah. if we throw down yeah, water, that might give us a chance yeah. to escape. That's why they're sucking out all the blood because it's liquid. That is above the table because my character does not know this. Indeed. Throw my popsicle on the ground and it melts. <laughs> and all right, right. I'm just gonna hit you immediately. Like right over. No. <laughs> Ooh, I have some of that fruit. But mm. is that oh, yeah. all yeah. you're doing? <laughs> oh, it's true. Okay. All right. I'm still gonna hold off the screw. Koto, you're up. All right, Koto is going to risk it for the biscuit. She yeah. Is. Uh, unlike Soul, you begin to see uh, a chilling air uh, begin to like whirl around Koto. And she says, and you thought Cargo was the only dragon in the crew. She uh, takes a step forward and unleashes her Wormling Dragon Gland. Yeah! Biotech. <laughs> and in a breath weapon. In nice. a 15-foot cone ahead of me, uh, they take 3d6 ice damage as she oh, breathes cold oh, energy. And oh it's a DC 15 so reflex save awesome. to take yes. half. Yes. That is a fail. Uh, it's a grand total of eight points of damage, of ice damage. Better eight points. Cold okay. damage, rather. You unhinge your jaw, <laughs> and this ice blows out. <laughs> and you turn them into stingray popsicles. Yes! <laughs> They're still trying to crawl towards Soul, but like just as they get to their boot, it freezes over. Nicely done. That's my turn. Okay. Scriff. There are no <laughs> enemies. You know that there are ones coming towards you. So as you turn to look, you notice the moving dunes as well. Oh, Rain there's some. fire. There they are. Boo. All right, let's see if we can get another one. My weapon another isn't one. as strong as Koto's, uh, but here we go. They're in the perfect position for me to just drop the beat right on top of them. Overcharged. Dubstep cannon. I'm not lying. I'm gonna reveal this. No way. That's another oh nat 20. Oh, yes. <laughs> as as you hear death metal from Eox. And that is a nat 20 to confirm. <laughs> wow. What the hell? Might as well just roll another nat 20. Right. Let's go. Just one more. Why not? How? Adam, what do I get for a nat 20 on confirming? Um describe <laughs> how you kill it. 
Oh man, I think the 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 beat drops and the bass is just so heavy that it shakes them <laughs> apart until they're little particles that blow away in the dust storm. Yes. <laughs> and they just erupt into chunks. Oh my god! How much damage I did? That was it. Was eight sonic damage. Like it would liquefy <laughs> another creature, but since these things are like dried out, <laughs> I love yeah. whenever you like crit and then it does like just like the normal amount of damage. Right. Almost you minimum roll, damage. Like, yep. One 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 five. Wow. Oh, wow. Well, hey, still awesome. Guaranteed hit. Guaranteed <laughs> crit. Amazing. You crit on a crit, so you just got to kill it regardless of the damage. Uh, I'm happy with that. So. As you blow these sand rays into atomic particles, the blood iron smell permeates the abandoned streets and is carried away on the winds. Everyone give me a perception check. Yeah. Are we still in initiative? I need to know if we're we still in initiative. Man, 19 again? What is going on? 24. Scriff got a 23. 16 for Koto. 25. 29 for 5e. Oh, I lost. <laughs> <laughs> this is a competition for the and first lost. time ever. Oh, the so first a couple time. times, yeah. So all of you scan the horizons looking for more of these things, peering between buildings, looking through cables and broken light poles. And Home the desert. I go over there. <laughs> Everyone except Koto. Your eyes snap back to the way you came, and you realize that one of the large dunes you had walked on in the outskirts oh God. is closer than it was no. before, oh, and is gaining ground no, no. rapidly. No, 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 no. Small sand rays are hanging off the dune and leaping into the air, gliding like kites. It seems there's a fluid feast to be had, and the whole family's coming to dinner. And we'll see Not you good. in the next chapter. Oh, oh, God. Oh, oh, no. No. <laughs> Bonus scene. Bonus scene. Swarkus Gore pulls the second hand into an orbiting trajectory around Akaton, keeping it in line with the city of Nui. He steps back from the console and walks through the makeshift medbay. He looks over at the feverish Yasoki and checks their vitals. Then, satisfied, he continues on through the galley. As he ducks through the door, a rustling movement stops him. Well, Vesk, I think it's about time you and I got to know each other, don't you? When life drains you down, charge up on the Emergency Power Network. Theme song triangles by Diamond Ace. Find them at bandcamp.com. Music provided by Nicholas Judy of Dark Fantasy Studio at darkfantasystudio.com and Tabletop Audio. Find them at tabletopaudio.com. As well as Carl Casey of White Bat Audio. Find them at whitebataudio.com. Font Azonics by Mixo. Find them on Twitter at MixoFX. 
The Starfinder role-playing game, including its official lore and images, are the intellectual property of Paizo Incorporated. All rights reserved. Narrated by Danny Lee Collins.